This is a Baby Brunch podcast. You question, like, why me? Why us? Why her? She's such a beautiful child. Like, I sometimes look into her eyes and I can, you can see right into her soul, you know? Um, So, yeah, you do feel guilty. You feel like, have I done enough? Am I doing enough? This podcast is supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. The range of Epimax Baby and Junior gentle all-purpose emollients moisturizers is an all-day, everyday favorite for babies and children. Give your child a good start to every day by nourishing and protecting their skin with Epimax. We have flipped the script before on the show where a son who's Asperger's and who has autism interviewed his mom. We have talked autism awareness before with Faces of Felicity. I feel really, really lucky to have Julie Hendricks with us again. And then, Chantal, I feel like I know you. Chantal is a mom (laughs) and she, through her own story, creates awareness. But I think it would be important if you had to tell your story yourself. Who is Chantal Vidboy? Hi, everyone. Thanks, um, Ilana, for this great opportunity. I'm Chantal. Thanks, Julie. Um, I meet Julie at a um, a ladies' conference that was arranged for a friend of ours. And we, I was so touched. It was like I was meant to be there to your journey. And I was like, wow, over in, in a room full of 200 people, there's someone that actually sees me. So, yeah, I've got a daughter on the spectrum. She's 13 years old. Um, she was diagnosed at about the age of four. Um, and I think two years old, we, we, um, she was struggling with speech. And that's when there was red flags. And we went to a speech therapist. And then she had a formal diagnosis at the age of four. So she's on the lower end of the spectrum. Um, yeah, and it's a journey. It's really a journey. Um, by grace, we are where we are today. I've had so many people come across our paths that just helped us, and um, we're journeying through. With uh, I've also got a son. Um, he's eight years old, and between me and my husband, we juggle and we do what we need to do to make sure that she has a a happy life. Um, you know, um, it's it's been hard. I won't I won't lie. There's been many challenges on the road, and I know it's not going to stop, but having a support system, um, having people around you that care, people that understand, and, you know, being the expert on your kid, that is, is, to me, that is the key. That is the key aspect. So, yeah. We are our children, so when I asked you who you are, that's what you explained, and that too is beautiful. How are you doing? knowing that you're juggling all of that? I, yeah, I have my moments, I have my days. I've got, like I said, I've got a good support system. But yeah, it gets one down. Um, Autism is so, I don't think we can put our finger on it. I don't think we can, we can say this is what it is. Every day with my daughter is different. Um, Today, we're having a very good day. We haven't had a meltdown. She's happy, she's content, and it makes me happy and content to see her okay. Um, yeah, I do what I need to to take care of myself. Um, yeah, so right now I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing good. 
it's been a good day. And we take it day by day. Um, I think, Ilana, it's important to know that there's always hope. Um, you have to wake up and know that there's hope. Mm. You have to look at the challenge, whatever it is, with hope and knowing that this too shall pass. I know it sounds like a bit of a cliche, but um, it's really what I need to remind myself myself of. The way you explained how, you know, my baby was two years old, she was struggling with a little bit of speech. That's all of our story. I mean, you know, my baby was two years old, struggled a little bit with with potty training. You know, my baby is two. She's not walking yet. It's going to be fine. What do you think? What do you think really happened at that time when you knew that your baby was different? Because, I mean, there was nothing wrong with her birth. There's nothing wrong with her now. She's perfect. (laughs) But but 37 weeks, uh, a fully developed baby, a C-section, you know, we've all had one. (laughs) And everything was fine until when? Until she wasn't saying. So I was a textbook mom. Um, She was my first. So I was literally checking, um, you know, all the milestones. Mm. She started walking. She was doing all the things she had. A, initially, she made a lot of eye contact. She was really interactive. And I, I have not, I didn't know at that point anyone with autism. I've never been exposed. I've never even heard the word. And then at the end, 18 months, when she was not saying the set amount of words they're supposed to say at that age, um, we then consulted the pediatrician who referred us to a speech therapist. And then she, she brought up the word autism. And that is when I, um, because I was a text, textbook mom, I mean, we didn't pick it up until that age. She was born and she was fine. If I look back, though, she was a fussy baby. Um, so now, knowing what I do, I can look back and if I'd known, I'd probably pick up the signs a bit sooner. But yeah, you know how it is. They say, ah, she's going to talk. She's just a late bloomer. Um, and I, I really never, never up until that point heard about autism. That must be really, really hard for you because I, I hear when you say textbook, you know, even when you're not a textbook mom, uh, you do in the back of your mind go, you know, uh, I wonder if we're doing okay and I wonder if they're going to be great or good or fantastic, you know. Um, what does a diagnosis look like? I mean, you you sitting where and who gets to decide whether our children have autism or not and what is your response yeah so initially when the speech therapist said to me um have you heard of autism have you researched it have you do you know anyone that's on the spectrum i was like no um i don't um she then said look she'll start with speech therapy she recommends we bring her back and then she gave us a name of a a couple of places um where we could then go and seek additional support and help but My first reaction was, my daughter doesn't have that. She's going to speak. It's going to be fine. Came home, Googled, sleepless nights, because now, you know, when you Google the word and the response you get out of Google, it's like, you're like, this is not happening. There's also a grief process, I must be honest, when you have a kid um, with special needs, because obviously when she's born, you you already know she's going to the school. She's going to do the sport. This is what she's going to do. And you kind of pre-plan, like we all do. Um, so, yeah, then we um, we went to a place and they did a, like a milestones test on her. 
and they were just different things. Different doctor's speech therapy, she went for hearing tests, she went for bloods, all sorts of things under the sun to try and make sense of this word autism. Um, and I, I must be honest, it took years to actually realize that this is a spectrum disorder. Certain things she's got a lot of and certain things it doesn't really touch her that's on the spectrum. But um, I, I've made peace with it. It took me a while. I didn't accept it for a very long time. I was throwing, we were throwing lots of money at it. Lots of specialists. You just do whatever you need to do. Um, and I was convinced um, she's going to be healed. You know, this is not something that she's going to live with for the rest of her life. And, you know, I'm, I'm at peace now. I'm at peace now. This is who she is. And we love her for it. Yeah. 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 So I think that's one of the things that is one of the biggest things that we need that I'm really definitely trying to do is avoid the, the, um, the, what is this (laughs) all about that Chantal experience? So really getting autism into the, the, the common discussions. I mean, we talk, people have an understanding of ADHD and dyslexia. They have a basic understanding of what that is. But there's not a real understanding of what autism means and looks like. And it can be really scary for when the first time you get that diagnosis. And like Chantal said, there is a grieving process, yes. But also it's under, an, an understanding of it is a spectrum. And they always say that if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism because the different aspects of what makes someone autistic um, play out in totally different ways in each person. So that is really what... Um, I'm definitely trying to advocate for is that autism, autism becomes part of of the the general understanding as much as ADHD and dyslexia as well. So that people like Chantella and anyone else who has a um, an autism diagnosis takes a little bit of that fear of the unknown and oh my gosh, what is this out of that whole experience? Autism Acceptance Month talks exactly about that, where we educate everyone and where we bring a matter of acceptance for not knowing everything about something just because you've met one person in a wheelchair doesn't mean you know all people in wheelchairs and so Julie has started Faces of Felicity if you listen to some of our previous work on babybranch.co.za because she wants to help and because she wants to create awareness on something that is in her own home how did you and Chantal meet Yes, so I was asked to come and do a talk. Um, another lady who I connected with, this is what Felicity does. We um, connected through the cups as well. She contacted me through Instagram and she we've been chatting um, on Instagram and she said that a friend of hers is doing a fundraiser for her son who wants to go on an um, educational tour and would I mind coming to speak at this lady's um, breakfast on a Sunday um, and tell them my story. So um, I did, and like Chantal said, it was a, a room of 200 ladies. It was fabulous um, and was very much about building communities and and I see you, you know, that a lot of, about the mom who was helping um, that this whole event was about. But then ultimately it worked that 
in a room of 200 people, Chantal knew that I saw her through my story and through our stories, we connected. And then we chatted after the event and um, she's now on the support group that we've set up, a WhatsApp support group that started with about 10 people and is now on about 80 people um, countrywide, very much in our similar um, situation. So yeah, that's how we met. We met at a women's um, breakfast. Through Faces of Felicity, do you find that a lot of people reach out not knowing where to go? I mean, if if I had a diagnosis in my house of anything, I wouldn't even know where to start. Recently, we had my, my daughter's eyes tested. And to my surprise, I didn't know that my child can't see. Um, but the amount of panic that occurs and the overwhelmment makes you spin and it makes you almost feel like you don't know where to go. Yeah. Definitely. And, and that's also, yeah, you, you're right. Um, that is one of the things that I want Felicity to be. I want Felicity to be um, a place that people know that they can come and be held and a space is held for them. Um, I want them to know that they, they are seen and heard and understood. I want them to know that they can reach out to a community of people. I mean, we've got people on this WhatsApp group who, who are in dire, um, situations who we've managed to connect with the right medical people but not only that we're able to say we send you love we send you big hugs we know it's a non-judgmental space so so often people on the parenting journey feel isolated and judged and and misunderstood so to be able to create a community of people that can hold that space and say it's okay you know you can you can say you're having a terrible day you can say you don't know what you're doing you can say that i have no idea what's next and that's okay and we're here to hold you and support you and if need be connect you with people that can help and it's amazing how that's i mean one of my biggest life's kind of mottos is build a longer table not a higher wall and that's what we do Doing. We're building a longer table um, with everyone joining in our community. Most of the time when when we have conversations around autism, it's usually with a specialist. And I feel so lucky that I have two moms that have experienced this in their homes, but that is helping other people. And so Chantel, immediately when we say a child with autism, we think of a small child. But both of you have raised now a 13-year-old and you, um, uh, Julie, have raised a man, <laughs> a son, um, who does amazing things, um, who's, who's on the spectrum. What, what does, in your own home separately, what does autism look like? What happens? Yeah, so um, <laughs> it's, very, it's very different every day. So, yeah, typically... Um, my daughter, she's got a space, so she loves the TV. She loves spinning around. She loves making noise, so she's she's got a space. Um, and it's difficult because I've got a typical kid in the house as well. Um, we, we're obviously trying to teach, and he knows about his sister. He knows what it means that she has. So we need to adapt our life. We also, um, you do you do grow up, you do live sort of in a bubble. Um, you tend to not go to family gatherings, you can't go to all the outings, things that people just take for granted, like going for a walk in a park um, brings out such a lot of sensory overload to her that we can't go. It's a silly thing, you're just going to take a walk down the road, we can't do that. Um, so we really needed to adapt what we do and how we do things. Um, a simple trip, you know, people, when it's holiday time, then people go to resorts and they 
go to the beach, that's a no-no in, in my family. Um, so we often take our son, me or my husband, we'll go separately with him and we'll go do something. We'll do something with her separate. We won't necessarily be able to do things like that as a family. So, yeah, um, and lately there's been a lot of um, support groups, things that I'm joining, where people are really making a space for us and for our families and we can integrate and we try to go to as many as we can. Um, and that is really my hope and that, that we, we start becoming a community, you know, um, where, where like Julia says, you hold space for people. And you tolerate and you 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 bring in, you you know, you surround. You know, Ilana, it really I know now what it means when they say it takes a village to raise. Yes, yeah. And um with children on the spectrum, you you need a village. I think mm. we we also we try to do so much uh, because it's so misunderstood. And mm. every child is different. That my mission really this year is to get as much support for my daughter. But not only for her, but for me and my husband and my son. Because we, we, you sometimes place so much emphasis on the statistic child and what's happening in her world that you forget that you also need to be seen. Um, so that is really what I'm, I'm working hard on this year. So in our house, it's, um, it is quite different because I, I do have two boys as well, but the, the eldest son is away at boarding school. You know, um, that is kind of, it was a preference for him to not yeah. be involved in a lot of ways, but, um, but our son is very, is very, um, uh, routine driven. So if we change things, there's real anxiety and it's, we have to do things very predictably. We can't, we can't suddenly decide that we, we're going somewhere. We have to give him at least normally a day's notice so kind of spontaneous little outings are are not met well um again also there's there's huge anxiety and um, sensory overload going to malls and things like that but he's really good at masking which is great in some ways but it's really horrible in others because then when he comes home and he's in a safe place place then it just kind of meltdowns and unfortunately his his way of dealing with anxiety is to be really rude. It's just mm-hmm. that, you know, other people are like that. So he'll say things that are really rude and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just said that. And mm-hmm. once he's kind of calmed down, then he'll come and apologize and explain. But it's also about learning to to kind of, someone called it a rhino skin. You know, you've kind of mm-hmm. got to get a rhino skin in a lot of ways. But then it's also about how how you're always kind of on the lookout of how people are going to be looking at your child if they're in a situation and that they mm-hmm. they're behaving a certain way. They they're always kind of those looks and and you can you know it's judgment from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so it's 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 a different and it's a difficult and it is an isolating journey in a lot of ways, as Chantal said, because a lot of people don't understand. So you do kind of you lose a couple of friends, you you don't go to as many family things because they don't really understand. Um, but that's also what I'm wanting. Someone someone said that they bought their family a whole lot of Felicity things as a gateway introduction. And that's, you know, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
You know, that's that's it's because currently any information you look at, as you said, on the internet is really scary and it's horrible and it's all medical mm-hmm. models about things, you know. So use use a cup as a oh, and do you know that this is what it can be? And it's not quite as intimidating as all these medical models and mm-hmm. and you know, the DSM fives, whatever diagnosis things. It's just and it, it's making it more of a human experience as well. And each each family's experience is different. And I think that's what we really also need to understand. We can have empathy for sure, but there's an understanding, but everyone's journey is completely Mm. different. But if we build a community that can support everyone, regardless of what their journey looks like, that's that's the ultimate goal. Well, while I have everyone's attention, you're probably wondering who Felicity is that Julie is referring to. Julie is the founder and the head designer of Faces of Felicity. It's a social enterprise raising awareness in the neurodiversity space, and it's raising funds for neurodiversity and also helping undeserved communities. Our hope is that parents, individuals, carers, and friends of those on the autism spectrum and neurodiversity space in general will be having coffee from a Felicity mug, looking at the Felicity picture, laying in a bed with Felicity linen, and know that someone somewhere will be doing the same in saying, I see you. What, is a, what does a meltdown look like? You know, we, we use this term loosely. When our kids grow up, a child cries and you go, oh, you know, and we went into the shop and she had a meltdown. And um, I don't like the word mm. for, for us who don't need to use it. And so, Chantal, what does a meltdown look like and how long does it last? A meltdown can be, well, it will start. Every behavior has a reason. So there's a reason for every behavior. Um, so if, it, if, if my daughter is, she's having a meltdown, there's something that has triggered it. So it would be, um, she'd be crying, sometimes she'd be screaming, she'd be, she'll be on the floor, um, she'll be really angry. It would be um, her anxiety is completely heightened, so she doesn't really respond to any stimulus or anything around her. And it can last between five minutes and 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she's big now. You know, when she was little, we could pick her up and we could console her. She doesn't want that now, and every kid is different. A lot of parents can actually go and they can hold the child. They can hold the child to her. Um, we can't do that with her. We need to get out of the way. We need to give her space. And then she'll calm down. She'll calm right down, and then we just go on. Um, so that is that is what it looks like. Can lo- when she was younger, it lasted a bit longer. Mm. I think because she's getting older, um, she's able to manage it, and we're able to see it coming. So we, we can intervene before it gets to a specific point. Um, she's also pre-verbal, so she doesn't um, she doesn't have convers- she doesn't communicate conversationally. She'll communicate the needs. She understands what you are saying, but there are so many triggers during the day, like load shedding, mm. load shedding. Um, if we offer longer than so the TV doesn't work when we have load shedding. We have a UPS, so her phone. She'll watch her phone. If the Wi-Fi is not working. That can trigger a meltdown. So there's a lot of things, um, you know, and one just has to plan. Like, I need to know what's the load shedding schedule. What's she going to be doing at the time? How can we divert the, the attention? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, at, at um, five, to, five to 10 or 20 minutes, and then now that is what we're dealing with. When she was younger, Ilana, it was, it was longer. Longer periods, very random um, 
So the key is always to be very connected to them and to know what they're feeling so that you can kind of preempt. Was there at any point, Chantal, where you felt guilty? Or Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I did. I did. I you know, you um you questioned like why me, why us, why her? She's such a beautiful child, like you know, um, like I sometimes look into her eyes and I can she's you can see right into her soul. Oh. You know, um, so yeah, you do feel guilty. You feel like have I done enough? Am I doing enough? You know? Um, yeah, you only can obviously do so much. Um so yeah, guilt is a big part. I've worked through a lot of it. Um I'm like at a point now we um we sorry. We have, you know, accepted, we accepted and yeah, this is a journey and we are, I count myself lucky and privileged to be walking this with her, um, but definitely there, there has been guilt. Did you have to make any physical changes to your home after the diagnosis? When, yes, yes, we did. We actually needed to build on. Um, I needed to, we needed to put the pool in, we needed to put in a trampoline. We, um, yeah, we needed to raise some walls, um, close things up because she would just, when they're young, then they run a lot. Some of them, they run, you know, they just go off. Um, uh, so, yeah, I needed to make gates and do things like that and really like just take the backyard and make it into a safe space, build a little stoop. She, she's an outside child. So she loves being outside. And we're currently busy with the renovation to renovate part of our garage to make a um like a safe room for her where she can just go and she can just feel like she's okay. Mm-hmm. That is that is in the well, that is busy. We're busy trying to get that sorted. But certainly a lot of it adaptions. Julie, this is <clears throat> and I mean we are all fairly emotional and I feel like I'd mm. want to run to Chantal's house and <laughs> give her an hour. <laughs> like I'll take the kids, you know, go do your nails yeah. or mm-hmm. in a, in a, in a month or in a time where I'll tell you why I'm asking this, right? So this morning on, on my radio show, I had a talk about how we can change our behavior in the traffic to just take care of each other, mm. you know, mm. like just, just be a bit kinder because, you know, we, we don't want to make mistakes, not in traffic, you know, mm. and here we are talking about real issues, you know, real, real stuff. That's about our kids. If there's, if there's anything that you can, that you can get people to understand about autism while we're creating awareness. I mean, you dedicating your entire life to this with Faces of Felicity. Mm. What's the one thing that you want standing at in this time where we are creating awareness? What do you want people to know? I want people to know that the current narrative is all about deficit, right? If they aren't able to do things, people, they, they aren't, it's difficult. But it's not about... It's not about deficits. It's about difference. They're more than capable of doing so many things just differently to other people, you know? And I think that's that's the one thing in terms of actual autistic people. But in terms of very much what you said, be kind to people in traffic. 
I think people need to be kind because you, people are fighting battles you have no idea about. We may hold it together in meetings or at work or, you know, in family gatherings, and then we get home and it could be totally different. Just be kind, hold people, let them know that you, you're there, you know. Um, and even if we have lots of burdens to carry, we can just hold someone else, I think. Um, I saw a great thing the other day. Um, it was actually at the airport and it said, um, the the diversity of thinking comes up with the most innovative ideas and that's what we need to also embrace autistic people have, think completely differently mm. to neurotypical people think completely out the box come out with these most incredible ideas so embrace that because we're all about innovation and changing things for the better we have to have think innovative ideas in terms of everything in our lives how we're going to solve the electricity problem you know the the creativity how are we going to do everything change economy and and that's how how people who think differently those are the people that you want in your in your space so though you know mm -hmm. embrace autism it's nothing scary it's just unknown learn more about it find out um how people operate what accommodations they might need and embrace the difference because that's when real magic happens Chantal, as a mommy, if you could have one thing today that makes you happy, um, materialistic, it doesn't matter, what would it be? What's the one thing that as this day um, ends that you would really want and enjoy? Oh, just time out, <laughs> don't we all? Yeah, just time out, you know. Um, yeah, I think for me and my husband that is important. But in doing so, we always need to make sure that she's cared for. And that she's with people that we trust. Um, that's a big need for me always. Um, so yeah, we we need time out. I think you 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 keep going. You know, you just keep going because you need to. Um, but you need to stop sometimes and just realize. Look, I need to. I need time out. Um, so yeah. In the ideal day, we are all at the park, and your young lady. Your baby girl is with us and we're all hanging out. People are staring at us and you want to tell them something. What would you tell them? You know what? I always go on the saying, Ilana, she, it's, she's different, not less. Um, because people always assume less. They always assume that um, because she can't speak back to you, because she's vocal stimming, so vocal stimming is like making a noise, but it's a way of regulating herself, regulating her environment. Um, so, yeah, I, I would want to say to people, she's different, she's not less. And just embrace that and accept that, you know. Um, yeah, it is it is different, and she thinks different. You know, the biggest takeout for me that I've learned, I mean, if that I say it's a privilege because... She's so pure. She she can't manipulate. She can't. Um, she doesn't have what we have. Like she she thinks like Julia said. They think so differently. Everything that comes from her comes from the heart. Um, it, it's pure. It's just pure love. And she teaches me every day patience and tolerance. Patience and tolerance. Really, why you cry? Hmm. I just think that's such a powerful statement. Yeah. And I think that's um I think that's one of the most powerful things I've heard in a long time. Like different, not less. No, oh, wow, that's 
and I think that's what we're we're all trying to not not prove, but we're all trying to like make sure that people understand is that our children are incredibly valuable. They have so much to contribute. They're just different. They're not less. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, you know, as you say, Chantal, they've taught, your daughter's taught you so much. My son has taught me so much. This whole journey has taught me so much about uh, tolerance and diversity and community building and all sorts of things. And yeah, that is exactly we're all different. We're just not less, you know? Wow. Sure. I should have worn my waterproof mascara. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Thank you for being so vulnerable, Chantal. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Our our children are just different. They are not less in any way, shape or form. Absolutely. I, I love that for every child. It's just so man. I want to share, it's it's like every day when I need to start my corporate gig, right? Sometimes I think I just want to be home and protect them. That's all I want to do. Mm-hmm. I do this thing with my husband that I say, because um, at school, I just want to fetch them, you know, as if mm-hmm. as if I think that I can keep them safer than anybody else. Um, there's so much more that we can say about this Autism Acceptance Month you know, and beyond. Julie and, and Chantal, how do how do we find a support group? Where do we even start? Well, the one that um that I've started, it's a what it's a WhatsApp group. And people can literally contact me um through Faces of Felicity Instagram or or some other way. That's probably the best way to do it. And then, you know, tell me like kind of their experience and then we can pop them on it definitely but there are different places that have um um different support groups for sure and what i'm finding is that there are a lot of people working in silos in the space so mm-hmm. there are d- lots of people that have got support groups but they're not really sharing like you know they're not building the table so i'm i'm wanting to build a table so if anyone has any other support group going let me know and then I can spread it to my network of people and we can you know we can spread the that network of support and understanding for sure but Lana one other thing I just wanted to say is that you know we're talking about our children who are 13 and younger and so on one of the biggest things that I want to also advocate for in April is looking in the corporate space and how because our children are going to get older yeah and then how do you know you know they need to to have some form of independence if that's possible or you know some Mm -hmm. sort of thing and there's a huge disparity between um the corporate understanding of autism and neurodiversity and what they could bring to Mm -hmm. the to environments you know so it's also about advocating for that long long term about how it could be more inclusive in terms of um, employment for people on in the spectrum and neurodiversity, but that's a whole nother talk. But that's you know mm-hmm. that is something as parents as parents we have children who are getting older, so we have to to advocate for that aspect as well. And I'm glad you are, because it won't be that long, and you'll have a matriculant, or like in my case, mm. a first year student um, at, yeah. at varsity. Hopefully, yeah. he's gone. Chantal, you yeah. are. You are courageous. I feel like I, like we could be related. 
I feel like I'm quickly phoning my cousin Chantal to talk about if she's okay. Mm-hmm. And if, mm-hmm. and this is me checking in with you going, I hope this was some of your time out today to just let go. You are safe and you are protected and you're taken care of. And really, may God bless you and your family always. And may you, you find, so yeah, and may you find answers to questions when you have them, hey. I want I want it clear and I want a peaceful year for you and your family. Really, I do. Thank you so much. Autism Acceptance Month, that's what we're talking about. Uh, in our social media post, we're also going to tag Faces of Felicity if you want to follow the guys or inbox Julie Hendricks, uh, mm-hmm. our expert and our mom <laughs> uh, who has dedicated her life to many things uh, that changes people's lives. Also, our good friends at SADAC, they've reached out and they also have amazing updates on their website. If ever you want to take part in events for parents who need help with loved ones with children with special needs or you want a support group, log on to SADAC.org as well uh, to find out if there's um, any kind of support for parents, loved ones, uh, perhaps even a mental health support group that you can take part in. Uh, We also find this online. Our team sent us this, um, thestaracademy.co.za, autism, the Star Academy. It's run by Elana Gershlovitz, and it looks like it's an organization that's also focused on supporting parents. Um, with with autistic kids. So have a look there as well and find your match, find your family and find support. My name is Ilana and this was really a good chat. This podcast was supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. Epimax Baby and Junior is dermatologist approved, free of artificial colorants and fragrances and is safe to use from birth. Touch, nourish, love your child's skin with Epimax Baby and Junior. Available from leading pharmacies and retail stores.